This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Call Out Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your favorite ranking things fantasy draft podcast. Call out culture. Because not enough people Today, rank things on the internet. It just doesn't happen. I mean, yeah, but they don't rank things as good as we do, and they don't not at all. they don't have drafts where you just pick random things. Um, I shout. I actually, what's the opposite of a shout out? Um, um, a shout down. A shout down. A hateful thunder. Address down, down. Address down to all of the fans and listeners who picked Alaska's fantasy team number one. Dude, my team was good. Get the fuck out of here. My team bro. was real solid. I will. I will. You had you had incredible value with the who would you fucks get from Supreme clientele in like the twelfth round. That that was pretty solid. I like that one, but that was a good one, man. I mean, but Castro taking Xavier McDaniel from ninety two with the first pick. That was I a mean, power move. Yeah. If I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna give it to that man. You know, that's how well, I feel you know my you got you got to have depth, right? If you're that's if true. You're, if your it's superstar goes down, you got to have people that can come off the bench true. and hold down the fort, and that's what the who would you fucks get is. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like the who would you comes in when it was someone gets a bad yeah. ankle, he goes off for 18 points. <laughs> exactly. It's not gonna get you 18 points every night because they, nah, once nah, they get nah. the tape, they know yeah, like you sure. know he can't go to his left, but yeah, you know, I mean yeah, he can't know. throw he can't throw more than 10 yards. It's like the Mike White of uh yeah draft picks. I think I I did enjoy the the lively um DMs and uh conversation on, on my tater tots pick. With the vegan mayo on the side, people really responded to the vegan mayo side with you and know, Castro's would, garlic and the and the garlic powder. I don't want to leave that out. That was a great call. I've been doing that at home, been putting the garlic powder, air frying the tots, still dipping them into undefeated condiment, the vegan mayo. You, you got know, the high I'm cholesterol with you all the way to the vegan mayo. Well, I just like hear you say vegan, vegan with so so much contempt. If oh, I, <laughs> I mean, well. You know, I'm not one of those dudes that hates mayo. I like mayo. I put mayo on sandwiches. It's good. Right. Well, Castro is very, very territorial when it comes to regular food and any substitute, impossible incarnation, plant-based. Yeah, vegan mayo is like the cousin of uh, turkey bacon. What a fucking contrived, horrible creation. Turkeys don't have bacon. I'm not going to hold you. It's dry strips of turkey, whatever the fuck you want to call it. There's no such thing as no turkey bacon. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Live. So, Live from recovery. So here, Curly Castro thrives. So Castro, what what are you part of the the um the dairy consortium that's like this is not milk? Big it's dairy. oats. Yes. Well, I, don't, oats. I don't like milk. I stopped liking milk years ago. I don't like milk, so you know, when they get into this whole soy milk, rice milk, uh, Burger King milk, like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, l- 
things are things are things. Okay, so it's not like I'm sitting there saying, "Oh, look, this is a mirror rock." No, it's not a mirror rock. It's, it's glass, motherfucker. So, like, call things what they are. But, but, but this whole oh, this is bacon. Oh, pork bacon. You know, it's a new one. Oh Lord, you know it's a new one. What? Vegan ribs made out of corn. What? Oh, that sounds what? racist. I, I would do that. the vegan ribs made out of satan. That would be my shit. I would eat that. They take corn and they prepare it as a rib, and then they talking about these are vegan ribs. Clearly, I'm looking at corn cut into four pieces. Here's why you know that I would, shit is I wouldn't good. do corn. Wouldn't because do they that's need to true. add something that's good to the title to try to trick you. Right? And then that's sure. the other point. Why isn't it just like barbecue sauce covered slab of corn? Right. Yeah, barbecue corn. I would eat that. Like, like I eat, I eat the buffalo cauliflower. My wife makes that. It's incredible. Yeah, it's called buffalo buffalo cauliflower. Like, I I remember when you convinced me to get to get um, seitan wings. Love buffalo cauliflower. People trying to call it. Oh, these are hot wings. Let's make. Nah, 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 that's fugazi. I agree. Yeah, yeah. he he tried to get me. He was like, "Yo, you gotta come to this vegan restaurant. They make the best uh, vegetarian chicken wings." Okay. He's like, they taste just like the real thing. Yes. I was like, motherfucker, you never ate a chicken wing. Uh, oh. How do you know that it tastes like the real thing? You've never had one. This is like the Matrix. How does this. the machine know what the cream I'm puff familiar, tastes like? The puff wheat. Because I'm familiar with the vegan pyramid as they get better. For a long time, when people made vegan chicken wings, they put a motherfucking um, popsicle stick in the middle of the bone. If they I've did, never oh. seen that. I've never seen that. Oh, yeah, because you, you never look. Trust me. I didn't look. You, you, you would chip your teeth if you didn't look. No, it's just a way to hold the meat together. And I would, would definitely would, bite through that bitch on accident. In the middle. So, like, I have friends in the, they're, they're high end, they're very high end into the vegan um, world. Right. And then they made they make something called Chick Un, U N. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can buy that. Like Chick Un. Right. Yeah, you can buy that. So, um, but there like was that? a time Chick-un. when they made wings and to, and to substitute bone, it was a popsicle stick in the middle. Okay, oh, fair enough. Um, um, with all that said, you want to introduce our guest, Alaska? Yeah, so let, let, let's uh, get into two things that nothing in our conversation has led us to at this point. First, we have our guest tonight. <laughs> our man, your man, love Ulysses, a.k.a. Yeah. Lou. Lou. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Lou. Ooh. Oh, shit, son. I feel like I'm outside again. Not, it's not booing it's you. Your, it's your Lou. first time. It's your first time. Yes, I think it's my first time on a podcast. I think wow. so. Oh shit! We're, Look at you. We're breaking your podcast, Jerry. Oh, yo, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll it's definitely call you. We're, we're definitely gonna call you afterwards. It's no. gonna hurt a little bit. You know, you might feel like a little dirty, but it'll be okay. No, we're, we're definitely gonna be like, okay, so you know, in a minute, your Uber will be here. So, uh, what you about to do? <laughs> <laughs> We all have to wake up very early tomorrow. So if you could just uh you know get yeah. lift. Oh shit. This, this was fun. <laughs> I'll leave the light on. Fun. I'll leave the porch light on for you. Yeah, just just and um so so tonight's topic. We we've been amongst the crew, we've been bandying about the idea of doing uh an Earl episode. Right. But we kind of felt like amongst us we didn't have enough to talk about to make a full episode. Mm-hmm. So instead, we've decided to do our definitive odd future rankings episode. Yes. The way this is going to work, we have each picked our top five odd future members. We're going to go through it snake style. 
So we'll start alphabetical order. We'll get Alaska, Castro, Lou, Zilla, and then we'll work our way back. Zilla, Lou, Castro, Alaska. We'll do snakes like a fantasy draft. Okay. The only time we're going to actually talk about an artist is after they've been mentioned for the last time. Right. So for example, if there's an artist that's only been mentioned once, we'll talk about them immediately. If there's an artist that's going to be mentioned, you know, by all of us, we're only going to talk about that artist after the last of us has mentioned that artist. Boom. So, you know, you're not going to have four different conversations about Tyler. You're only going to have one. Right. You know what I mean? So that that's the way we're going to go through this. Yeah, this so, is what we did for the Spike Lee episode. Yeah, if you listen to the Spike one. Lee one, you see how that goes. And it, it just makes the conversation smoother. Saves you from having a nine-part episode. And Yeah, uh, and, and for people like Lou who don't fuck with sports, a fantasy draft is where you pick people in, in a non-real way. So it's, it's not real. We're just having fun. So yeah, that's it. That's why so, you're not lost in the sauce here. All right. So, so let's start with our number five picks. I'll go first. Let's do it. My first pick is Earl. Well, my fifth pick is Earl. Bet. Castro, your turn. You have the list in front of you, don't you? Yeah, I got the list. Oh, yeah. sorry, I can't. I'm, I'm using my phone, y'all, so I can't. Oh, I'm sorry. It. Okay. Um, I'll put I'll put your your list in the chat. Boom. Okay. From five to one. Um, so sorry. Bear with us for a second. Bet. No problem. That's. So my fifth pick is Domo Yenesis. So is it Domo or Damo? It's a um I, I heard Damo uh, growing up. Is there a Domo? Domo. Okay, so it's like Damo. Yeah, Domo. they used to call him like Doms in like the odd future tapes or whatever. Okay. I think his name okay. is like Dom, I think he Dominique, might, his name Dominique? might be Dominique or something like that. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. That's such a cool name. I wish my name was Dominique. That, that's kind it of is a good name, right? Dominique Especially Wilkins. when you yeah. end it with the Q. Oh, I don't, when I was growing up, yes. Dominique yeah, yeah, yeah. Wilkins, without the Wilkins, people were like making fun of the French guys in my class. Because, yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> no. So anybody that was French in my classroom early on when I was young, I'm a lot older than y'all. This is when um, most of the Haitian immigrants were coming through. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah, makes sense. French names were more so with, yeah. um, with the Haitian. Why Clef Jean? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Domo Genesis. Domo Genesis. Is um am I the only one that has him left? Uh no, no. No. He's mentioned a few times. Uh Lou, you are up next. Sid the kid, but I feel like I feel like I only mentioned her just because I wish I was more into Sid the Kid and I didn't have a fifth pick, but Sid the Kid. Okay, okay. can can, can I do an audible and then switch my four and five picks? Sure, go if for we it. can do that right now. All right, okay. so so my, so my fifth pick is also Sid. Let's Let's talk about Sid. That's the last mention of Sid. All right. So, so uh, why did you guys pick Sid here? I mean, Lou kind of gave us his his rundown on it, but but what is it about Sid that you guys like? Go ahead, Lou. I feel like in in like the chaos of what Odd Future was, it's like everything about Sid's contributions to the music was always like a really nice grounding middle ground for me. Mm. I don't know if that makes any sense. Right. And like, and as a person that was like into their personalities too, (laughs) I guess I kind of incorporated that when I was picking too. Um, (laughs) I just, I just like Sid as a person and as an, as an idea, but there was this, there was also one, the internet track that I really liked that 
that I wish I could find that I fell in love with. So I had to, I just had to put Sid up there. I couldn't, mm. I couldn't leave her off. That's fire. I, uh, I don't know like the odd future mixtapes, the compilations, the golf wang, the festival. I just know from that era, like certain songs, certain moments, certain videos. And from her back then, I just saw her as like the person who just never smiled. She was like rock him. She would just like have her arms folded and like kind of have a disinterested look. And I was like, well, she's got to be about some real shit because she's repping hard without doing much to me at the at the time. So then I remember um, coming across the Internet stuff. And at the time I was like, oh, this is going to be some like their names, the Internet. So that's trash. And then, you know, like it's one of the worst names ever. And then I was like, this this can't be good um, because I just at the time, I just did not like their production and the mixing. And like it was just very. But that was the charm of it. It was very like distorted overly compressed mp3 like that was the thing of them which turned me off like sonically with the exception of a few songs so then when i started hearing the internet stuff it reminded me of like some thundercat stuff and like some neo soul stuff mm-hmm. and as time went it on me nerd. It reminds yes, me nerd. And, and i'm glad you said that it reminds me of because like the first nerd album is one of my favorite albums in history and then every album after that they got worse and worse and worse and i feel like the Man. internet band is like what if nerd got better that's why mm. i'm a big fan of of sid and the internet and i'm glad you nailed that there's even like one song on like the one album i went back to it um hive mind that was sounding like straight up like voodoo like d'angelo's voodoo like they mm-hmm. just have that in there where it's it's not it's not like a lane or a style i'm in the move for all the time mm-hmm. but when i am i'm like okay like it's just very well crafted and it's really sharp and it's and like I like what Lou said, like it makes sense to think back then that she grounded them because that's what the internet is to me. It's like a very polished, sharp, like they're gonna be around for 30 years, that band. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they have the everything. Internet, the internet was almost like what I wish as much as I as much as I love Tyler, like I loved him more when he was in his like chords and singy song vibe, mm. like during mm-hmm. that time. And I've almost i think what i liked about sid and the internet is what i wish tyler's album sounded more like during that mm. time even though i still love them right like mm. as like being older i don't like the first three albums as much i like bastard a lot but the the first the two after that i'm not too into like wolf and whatever yeah and now that they're more cordy it's like it makes a lot more sense so makes a lot more sense nice all right um so uh, with me and sid was like like um like Lou said, she was kind of the grounding, um like the ground, ground you know, like the grounding wire that you would have on an electronic device because um when you when you started getting into the mythology of Odd Future you realized Sid was the one with the equipment, Sid's house is everybody mm-hmm. Sid's house is where everybody congregated, mm-hmm. Sid was running the machines like everybody else was just these you know one to kind um idea. You know, I, they were just they were empowered by their ideas, right? Not not right. so much as polished, but somebody had to know how to twist the knob, press record, um, and line up. She's a virtuoso. Like She's a virtuoso. Yeah. So she had the equipment, and she knew the equipment, and eventually her spot became the spot that everybody would go to when they would be in heavy recording modes and stuff. So I like Sid as like a grounding. This is uh, Curly Castro, by the way, live from recovery. Bang. Um, My man. Didn't know. Um, so I'm in my bed right now with the um, reclining 
you know. The, and it's funny because you no, know, you're in these beds, right? And um, and they're they're medically based, but you won't really want this at your house. Mm. You don't. You you want a nice flat bed with a couple of pillows. You don't mm. want your legs up, your feet down. You don't want to do all of this stuff. Like I'm just like, you know, you don't want all of that stuff. Mm. But um, anyway, no side note. But yeah, I like Sid because I felt like she was the grounding element. And this is before I even know of the internet. And um, a friend of mine is actually a good friend of um, Lou. Give me the other members of the internet. The uh, Walt Wizard. What? What? Uh, uh, the only person I could think of is Matt, Matt Martin. Martian. Matt, okay, yeah, Matt Martian. Yeah. So a friend of mine down south. She became friends with Matt Martian. I think she um, let That's him sick. stay, like at his out of the house while they were they were traveling through or something, and they became fast friends. So. So then that's how that's when I became familiar with the internet. But I I, I would have to say I'm not so much familiar with their output. Oof. So my whole thing with Sid is the um engineer. Engineer is very important. Always mm-hmm. try to stress that to people. Engineering is important and the engineer is just as important. So the fact that she was the engineer, the main engineer of the first like uh first gold Russia project was pretty important. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's salute to Sid. Uh, Alaska, can you tell everybody live what you said about the internet and the email? I was about to say the most blasphemous shit ever. So wait, before, before, before I say this, let me pre- let me preface this by I actually like Sid. I like everything like that what Castro was saying. Like I love that she was the center of the crew that kind of everything ran through her. Um, and, and I thought like her aura and like persona was super cool early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I heard the music. And I gotta say, man, that shit sounds like it sounds like a junior high band, or like <laughs> when you when you go to a dressing room at Zara's. That's what uh, that shit sounds like. It's I like, went to like a shitty pair of pants at Zara's. Wow, that's what it sounds like to me. H and M. When you compared that shit to D'Angelo Voodoo, no, there's one song. I, I had to bite my tongue, dude. No, there's one. I mean, there's one song on the high like, right now. That's like that comparing. Like that's like comparing Voodoo. a pop Warner quarterback to fucking Patrick Mahomes. Wow, did you listen to the album at all? I've listened. I listened to an album, and right. the albums that I listened to, there's no way that they could create anything that sounds nearly as good as Voodoo. That's fair. Well, I'm, I'm not saying it's surpasses or eclipses Voodoo. Correct. I'm saying it sounds. You said like, it sounded like it would be on Voodoo. No, I didn't say it's a, they would be on voodoo. It sounds Judge, like they're going for voodoo. That, that made all your heels. <laughs> we do this all the time. This is nothing. This is only my first drink, so I'm going to forget mad shit later. So if I said it, I didn't even mean it. I I didn't even say it, but if I did, I wouldn't have said it. So I'll just leave okay. it. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's, that's a circular argument by everyone. I didn't say it, but if I did, it would have went like this. That OJ logic. It was OJ logic. <laughs> what is the def? What's the Bill Clinton shit like? What is the definition of is? Is what do you mean by is? is. Yeah, what do you but, mean by is? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm I'm going snake draft. So that so we we've yeah. all got, got our thoughts on sit. All right. So then I I flip flop. So my fourth pick is Haji. Boom. Mm. All right. Let's go to Lou next. Who is your fourth pick? My fourth pick was Damo. <sighs> all right. He he's gonna right. be mentioned Castro. again. Castro. Oh, what's my fourth one? It's in the chat, bro. Well, I didn't. I missed it. I put okay, them all in right. there. Yeah. yeah, I know, but like I'm on my phone, so you gotta. You know, okay, but then you're you're. No, no, no. Pick. I have to go. Oh my God. Oh, it, it rhymes with it rhymes with psych B. 
Mike G. Mike G. Mike G. Mike G. Um, that's the only mention of Mike G. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so I don't listen. Him. I'm not trying to be ignorant or dismissive. Who the fuck You're is Mike G? Who is? Right. He? I don't know who right. he is. Who the I'm fuck is Mike G? I don't know. I don't know that man. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Well, that was, in, was he in, um, Mellow he's Beastie Hype? Boys, right? He was in Beastie no, Boys. No, no, Mellow Hype is um Haji Beats and Left Brain. Yep. Right, so right. Mike G, Mike G was an outlier in the sense that he was kind of solo, but not really. So he would wow. pop up on a lot of their projects, but I think he only dropped and Luke could help me. He dropped one project in that first run, right? One album. One album. So Mike G is one the album. outlier in terms of like he dropped one record. That's it. Mm. And um, I like Mike G because I like the tone of his voice. Lou's voice is a little bit, your rapping voice is a little similar. Can oh, I say that? hurt my feelings so much. No, <laughs> wow. He's offended. Because, because um, the, 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 what, I'm, what I'm hearing is a slight Caribbean cadence if, if the person is not Caribbean. A little mm-hmm. deeper, stronger voice. He was very good at projecting. And that's why he stood out. So I like the Mike G is when it was his verse, it was his verse. Early on, Earl sounded a little Tylerish. Tyler sounded a little Earlish. Damo and Haji. There was a lot of similarities with the core MCs, but Mike G held his own. He had a banging ass gold chain, and I just liked his individualism. He wasn't trying to be like anybody else in the crew. He had his own style. So that reminds me of uh, Zilla brought it up, or like a lot of dark. Your own style amongst a whole bunch of MCs, and that's very difficult to do to have your own style. You're going to sound like somebody. We're going to group you with some. Ray's going to be grouped with Ghost and Master Killer, you know, is going to be with Jizz. You know what I'm saying? So I like Mike G because he was still an individual amongst uh, a crew of thoroughbreds. And, and uh, that is that so was, crazy. I got to peep yeah. this guy. As a, yeah. as a teenager, like when I was like hanging, like when Odd Future was out, there was like groups of friends where you were Odd Future friends with, fans with. And so mm-hmm. like my group of like Odd Future, Future fans were like, who the fuck likes Mike G? And that's the first time I've heard a, a listing of why someone likes Mike G. And that's crazy. Call out culture. You heard it here first. I'm the most there dangerous is. man in podcasting. That's correct. That's crazy. I, I Again, I've never heard Mike G. I'm excited to listen to him. I want to check that's him out. That's great now. stuff. Um, also, he, you know, check his features out and stuff like that. There's, there's some stuff in there. Like him on Tyler's early records, him on... um. I think he's on a mellow hype record or two. You know what I like sure. about him too? In a group where there's people named Jasper Dolphin, Pyramid, Veritra, Taco Bennett. He's like, my name's fucking Mike G. Like right. I like that shit. That's hip hop. You know? That's right. That's hip hop as hell. Hey, what's up, man? I'm 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 fucking Jasper Dolphin. Hey, I'm Taco Larry. Hey, I'm Mike G. Whatever the fuck. That's awesome. I love it. What's Damn. up, last? Um, I, I really like Mike G's verse in Oldie. Yeah, see? That's what I'm trying yeah, to say. I, I thought he had a cool style in Oldie. Right. Um, okay. Uh, so so my next pick is Haji. And then uh, into round three, after that, I'm going with Domo. Okay. Castro, you're up next. Rhymes um, with elbow, elbow um, wipe. Skype. <laughs> Mellow. I, now, I don't know if I was breaking the rules, but to me, 
mellow hype. I like mellow hype. I, I, I won't say Haji or Left Brand. I like that okay. incarnation. Big well, upside so, down. Uh, so hold on one second before we jump in. Yes, sir. Because the next pick is going to come and we can talk about all of it. Mm. Got you. Based off of Lou's pick. So, Correct. Lou, you're next. Mellow hype, man. Yeah. You had mellow hype slash Haji. Yeah. So let's just roll it all up into one. Let's do it. And then we'll take oh. a break. So mellow hype, right? Mellow hype was the bucking of the trend. It wasn't Earl, wasn't yeah. Tyler. It was mm-hmm. these two crazy ass cats. Left brain. And, and it was a lot of left brain production. My left brain did mm. do other production, but this was his most focused work. Mm. And I felt like the, the greatness of mellow hype was they were challenging for the crown. They were not, yeah. they were not. Haji, if you know, if you know anything about Haji, he wasn't satisfied with being like the third or fourth no. MC or whatever. No. He wanted to be declared number one. And yeah. so mellow hype was his full canvas. Like I said, upside down crosses, the numerology and stuff. Um, um, just the weird concepts. It wasn't, they really, they really opened up and dived into the, I guess you could say the pagan um, aspect of, um, of our future, but they were young kids. So they were just dabbling. They didn't mean anything yeah. by it, but they yeah. just used it as an aesthetic, right? You they know were like saying? evil, the cool kids. I was, yeah. yo, yeah. I was just <laughs> about to say that shit. But yeah. say it that way, but oh, in that way, evil, the cool kids. Like that, yeah. not the evil. Yeah. Kid. evil yeah. No, yeah. yeah, like that, that black and white album to me was like, what if Chuck English just distorted and clipped everything? Yeah, That's, that is the mellow hype album. Like, what if he yeah. had no understanding of Sonics? Like, it was just. And, and I want to say this. I want to say this. Tyler's epic, epic hip hop moment on um, who show was that? Dude? What's the guy's name? Jimmy Fallon. Um, on the Fallon show was just as much contributed to Haji's contribution as it was to Tyler. People will give Tyler that moment, jumping on his back and doing all that, that but Sandwiches is just as much a, a, a Haji song as it is a Tyler song, even though it's on Tyler's album. Yeah. And people need to give up that credit because his verse is just as tight. He's saying some ill shit, you know what I'm saying? But I think, yeah. you know, Tyler, his Tyler's shadow has gotten so big. And that's what that's what we were saying about Haji. Haji never wanted it to go down that way. No. And that's why he kind of left, came back, left, came back, because Haji wanted just as much credit as the other. Like, he was a rapper. Like, you know what I'm saying? He took that really seriously. Now, whether his bars met his seriousness at, at the apex, that doesn't matter. He wanted yeah. to be top billing. And that's, I think that. That, was the, that was the cutoff for me for Haji is that I loved I loved his presence. Like I felt like I just loved the way he made songs all together. But it's like once I started to understand bars a little better, I was like, like I love Haji, but it it just it I couldn't really take him as seriously after I kind of started to actually listen to what he was saying. Yeah. But but altogether, I like I just like how I think Mellow Hype had the best songs in the early days. Like they sounded they sounded the most like like it was the most fun hip hop out of all of it. Like you didn't mm. have to feel like it was anything. It was the most casual listening for me. I love I love mellow hype, hype for that reason. Um, yes, I'm I'm more. I remember Haji is like did like I like how Castro said like he was the one. It's like oh, it's not just the Earl and fucking Tyler show. Like I could spit, and so mm-hmm. he always jumped out at me. The mellow hype record at the time, I was like, this is just like a murky like. 
uncomfortable kind of ugly listen where i was like mm-hmm. i don't i don't like again like overly distorted for no real reason because you can't mix like i didn't that he way opened I, up I the album cover at the base of the cnn war report album cover that's where mellow hype was that's right sick. down there, there right in those tunnels right oh, there yeah. you can see you right there right so Mellow hype, but at the time fight yeah, like at the time, I was just like, it was like to me, it was like, oh, it's all about the energy and rowdiness. It's not about like the songs. It's about okay. what these what these kids feel inside. It's not about like the polished product. And then, okay. so I, but I acknowledge like he's he can do it. Like this kid can rap. Like he's serious about. It. He's not just like shock mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? I'm not just trying to like make your parents get mad at you and shit. He wasn't yeah. a hobbyist. No, right, right, right. Yeah. Like he wanted it, and and once he got into his solo shit, it got a lot better, yo. Bro, so yeah, yo, I feel like his writing got a lot better. Yo, once he this this yo, this I never heard his album till this week. This fireplace album from 2016, holy Fire. shit! I haven't bro. listened to that full thing. Yo, yeah, I, I never heard it until you. Okay, it's been going on and on. Bro, it's okay. So it's very like post Kendricky. It's like. He's Kendrick and Absol, where he's like, what about existence and like my pineal gland and like my soul yeah. and like my third eye. And then another song is like, you know, I'm tired of being broke forever. I'm like, my, my hopes and dreams are important. And then he'll just have like lines in there where I was tweeting him shits where he was like, I never dream constantly make reality, smoking and burning calories, falling short from an apple tree. My art is golden in the gallery. I miss my homies like a master P. I was like, Whoa, you had a rap crazy. ass dad, dog. Your dad was a <laughs> rapping crazy. dude. Because if yep. you're 26 saying I miss my homies like a master P, yeah. you grew that up with ghetto D. There was, some ice, there was some ice cream man playing in the background. You had ice cream man playing in the crib or in the car when he said, I'm glad they know it's me for the most part, mostly the past, the president, the future of Jodeci. I'm like, take my money, bro. Take it. That's and he's got the song with Wayne beat tape beat. That shit is crazy. Yeah, that uh, shit's dream, really good. He's got go Busta Rhymes on it. Go to Knowledge Beat, um, Dreaming Thinking. That shit is ill. High tech. Castro's favorite man, Knotts, is on the album. This shit right. is just like his ear for production. Like once I separated him from the mellow hype thing, where I was like, okay, like again, you don't, you're not 27 seeking out DJ high tech in 2016 unless. You know who that man is. Like, he's not on your radar. Knotts mm-hmm. is not on your radar. You know what I mean? Like, knowledge, sure. But even, like, Jaunty from St- from Stone's Throw, who made, like, one or two Yo, beautiful Jaunty, albums. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's a wild pick. Jaunty's got, like, pick. four beats on his album. I'm like, what the Damn. fuck? Like, they, they all just had, like, really ill understanding. Like, you know what's cool about them, too? And then we can go to break, uh, unless it, somebody else wants to throw something in there. I don't want to, like, jump in, but, like, what I liked about Odd Future over time was they were just some nerd ass motherfuckers loving the the least selling Stones Throw albums ever. <laughs> they were like, we fuck with Kushik, James Pants, John T. We fuck with that. We don't. James yeah, Pants. Dilla, Mad Lib. We like that. That's we, we love that. Doom. We love Mad Villain 100 percent. But like James Pants is the is the guy. You know, what I mean, Kushik is the one. And I'm There's like a little John Wayne fandom in there, just a touch. Yeah. John not, Wayne, not, right? Not, like not a touch, yeah. Yeah, like it's it's apparent, you know, you guys love Mad Villain, and we we get it. Everyone loves Mad Villain, but it's like when they went 
sub sub basement stones throw. I was like, oh, these are like some real rap nerds and just music dorks. And I, I love that about them. So that was when I saw the track listing on this record, I was like, yo, I'm all the way in on this Haji shit. And he like moved up. I had to switch him real quick, you know, last minute with Sid. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't have him even in my list until you you hit me with this record. I was like, oh no, he's in the list now. Oof. I totally this forgot is, about him. This shit is hard, man. So yeah, it's a really good record. Haji. Yeah, the it's a fireplace joint. All right, let, let's uh let, let's do our first break. Then. Let's get a little break. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna re- refresh my glass. Damn. Call after oh. this is what a Whoa. podcast break is. Whoa, yeah, yes. still sit here. Yes. That's crazy. Whoa. I'm always what people do. Whoa. That's fucking yes. wild. Yeah, just Dang. talk that shit. I'll be right back. It's that time again. We're back. Career crooks, me and small professor. New album, Never at Peace, available now worldwide, streaming on all platforms. Very, very, very limited pieces of merch left. You can scoop it at wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. If you've heard the Live from the Liar Notes episode, you know what it is, you know what we're about. If you haven't, go back and peep it. Play the new record featuring Shrapnel, I Alive, and Donovan Days, Blueprint, DJ Manipulator, and that's all she wrote. New back, me and Small Pro never had these career crooks available. What up, y'all's panels, man? East Hampton Polar Boys. When the catalog out now, man, we got CDs, merch, all that, insubordinaterecords.com, man. Make sure you don't sleep on it, because before you know it, it's going to be all gone. So make sure you head over there, stream it, do all that. Long live Lord Jones, man. Win the catalog, album of the year. You know what it is. Peace. Hey, yo, she caught me fly, woo garments from overseas, belonging with extra palm drown routine, fresh panini, ground grilled, chopped garlic and knowledge, get demolished, fly air, God is never modest, perfect sonics fill my palace, wires missing, acoustics hitting, needle, bless the vinyl, been the champion. All right, we're back. We're, we're, we're going to take, we're going to take the scenic route for this list. Gang, blah, gang, shablah, gang. That's your blow. We're going to take the scenic route through this list because a little cool, little interesting topic came up during the break. Um, mm. Because Lou wanted to know if the, if the blogs were really that shitty back then, that <laughs> it was worth like the whole fuck two dope boy shit. Oh, man. I felt so seen so when he said that shit. For anybody yeah. that doesn't know, I think it was like one of the first, well, one of the first of many, obviously, to, to finally like break the monotony and break the glass the crystal palace and say fuck two dope boys yeah. fuck um not nah, right who's the other ones nah, nah right. right because those plates but they had a, they had a stranglehold on exposure so me mm-hmm. and z would try and we'll admit this we would try our best to get on um two dope boys let me finish but the key was when you got on there because they put up so much content you had to immediately light speed tell all your peoples and fans mm-hmm. i'm on page one because if you waited 10 minutes you were on page two you waited right. 20 yeah. minutes you were on page three so you right. had to get Wild. people to, to get to the get to the site immediately immediately once you knew your post was up there because they put up so much material you would slide to page four by the end right. of the day that's crazy and, and, and the other shit about it was it sort of took the the movement that started in like the mid 90s and the early 2000s like mid to late 90s early 2000s of like the independent as fuck movement Mm -hmm. and sort of like codified it 
like absorbed mm-hmm. it into things like the whole blog culture like that became like it, it's almost like when you think about like when like rock became bloated in like right. the 70s yeah. and all of a sudden you got ario Speedwagon. like that's that's where that like move, movement was going to like deaf jokes rhyme sayers like all that shit like right. it just became the industry it got absorbed in it wasn't like big necessarily like rockefeller but mm-hmm. the shit that made it cool was gone yeah. you know what i mean like and the scene was dying create creativity creatively it wasn't what it once was it was this sort of like bloated thing that was going on and, and we, these we dudes about came it, in right. these dudes came in with that attitude that we had in the 90s they were like fuck all this Right. I don't give a yep. shit about any of this old man shit. Like fuck we'll off. Burn it all down. We'll yeah. burn it all to the and ground. And you need that to happen with art every now and again, like every 10 years or so, every 15 years, something has to come in and destroy everything. Yep. Like and then shit. build it back up again. Like, you know what I mean? It's like the, the idea of creative destruction. Yeah. In, in order to have growth, you have to destroy what came before. Destroy and rebuild. And then that- build on those ruins. And then something's gonna come and destroy you. And build yeah. on those rumors, and that's how this shit advances. Otherwise, it just becomes stale ass, like selling Levi's. That, type shit. that makes sense because, like, it's been 10 years since Odd Future, and I've, I've been feeling like since last year and this year that something's kind of missing renaissance wise. There hasn't mm-hmm. been a, there hasn't been a big renaissance since like 2010, 2013. It feels like despite Griselda and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel like a complete like shift of like maybe kind of I don't know I don't know how to describe it but yeah yeah I, I think there's been starts and stops because there's like older acts like sort of had to go back to the drawing board and reinvent themselves and find like what what they loved about music and there was yeah. like a bit of a, a resurgence of that going on. But there hasn't been like a group of young kids that have just come in and been like, fuck all this. No, we're right, taking this shit over now and this is ours. You guys are done. Like, this and is also, our shit now. And that hasn't happened like, since Odd Future. I agree. What That's I love great. about it is when you have a group of artists, and this is the Wu Tangisms of it, and everybody's good because it's mm-hmm. easy to have a group of more than four or five, a collective per mm-hmm. se. And you mm-hmm. clearly, there's a clearly defining line between the top three and the bottom yeah. three. But when you right. have a crew where there's a lot of talent all across the board, that's when you get excited. That's mm-hmm. very exciting. Yep. That, that, that's, that's where the Dev Jukes comes in. That's where the old, we'll go back to the 90s, where the Wu-Tang comes in, and that's where the odd future landed. It's when mm-hmm. the whole crew is tight in, the, in, the, in their own ways. You get excited. Because then, yeah. then as, 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 as hip-hop collectors, let me finish real quick, we can pick, I can pick my own guy. We don't mm-hmm. have to like the right. same mm-hmm. guy. You know what I'm saying? I got right. my own. I got a guy or girl. I can pick my own. This is my, this yeah. is my avatar that I'm taking out of this crew. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. That's, that's real. I think that's what I feel. I think that's what kind of became stale about me with Griselda as much as like, I like, I like, I still like some of the albums. It just doesn't feel, they all kind of blended together as one sound as opposed to like mm-hmm. something I could escape through here and kind of like live in, mm-hmm. exist inside of this world because I've never sold coke before. Yeah, so but that's I'm, like, I that's don't... like Pray for Haiti though. Pray for Haiti is like the escape pod. True. You know yeah, what I mean? Oh like God. going out to no, Saturn and shit. No, it's not. Come on, it stop. Is not. Stop. It's no 
win, Neil. Plugs nah, I met too. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's better than Pray for Haiti, but Pray for Haiti is not this golden echelon thing. Have you listened to Arvois? Griselda's never oh, made a song like Arvois. I've listened to all of the songs. What do you think? I didn't listen Sin to Sin Eater? I think that's really weird for Griselda. That's why, that's why I love Pray for Haiti. I think oh, Stellar really Ray Theory. No one in Griselda's ever made Stellar Ray Theory until. No. And good. I don't care. Why? Why would I want wow. somebody else to make that trash? Get the hell wow. Out of here. Yeah, you about the same game so, game so can can we can we bring this back to the Odd Future podcast? Oh, of yeah. Can I just say one thing about the blog shit real quick, and then we'll go back to the countdown? Well, I I, I want to add one more thing too, but go ahead first. Okay, as a person that made his bones during that era, and successfully and unsuccessfully made it on some of these sites and befriended some of these people. Um, we talked about in our episode, the worst era of rap, which was 2005 to 2008, when arguably blogs really had the most sway. Um, it's not the blog's fault. It was the worst era in rap, but they, by the time our future came along, the blogs were aware of their power as tastemakers. And we know as technology has moved on, and Alaska's pointed out a lot on the show, they were the last middlemen we ever had to deal with. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Since these motherfuckers got obliterated, we've never needed anyone to do anything because now all the tools is, is in our belt. You know what I mean? Like that's everything so works for us. But they were the last ones holding on by their by their pinky nail hanging off a building. And then when our future was like, yo, we're on Jimmy Fallon. Go fuck yourself, Shake. Go fuck yourself, not right. And I remember the day was a goblin dropped. There was a ads for goblin on not right and dope boys being like, I dissed you on TV and I have ad space on your dumbass website anyway, because I got money. I was like, that was the ultimate flex where I'm like, you shitted on these people on television with most devs screaming your name. And now on your release day, they're fucking promoting you because they, they need a check. You see what I'm saying? Like I was like, they're done. I never, I never went on those sites there again. So there you go. No, That's yeah, they they destroyed it. So, so one of the things that I, I always thought about with Odd Future, and I used to get shit for this when I would say it, but um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the band Suicidal Tendencies. I know of them and the merch. I don't know the music. So I know I know the song Institutionalized. No. Yeah. So <laughs> they they came out in like like the, that that album came out in the early eighties, like eighty three. And um, being an old fucker, um, I remember when that shit came out, right? Mm. And I remember like, they were young. They were young kids that put this album out. They made this album on their own. And it reflected back to me what we were doing as kids. Like we were skating, we were causing trouble. We wanted a Pepsi. That's all we wanted, just a Pepsi, and they wouldn't give it to us. Uh, <laughs> but that Pepsi, motherfucker. like to me, that like, that was always like a magical moment. Like it was something where it was like completely not industry related. It was people that were involved in something, bringing their world to share with the rest of the world, and like with a confidence of like, "Fuck you, our shit's better than everybody." You know, they had like Thrasher Magazine was with them. They had like Glenn Friedman was doing their photography. Like there was a scene and they were the embodiment of that scene. And that was the coolest shit that was happening in the country at that time. Like their scene. And to me, Odd Future was the same way. Odd Mm. Future was a group of kids. 
they skated, they fucked around. They kind of grew up on like jackass, created their own style of like that video shit. Yep. They rapped better than most people were rapping. Yep. They created their own sound and everybody wanted to be part of it and they knew it. And they were like, fuck you, we're cooler than you. This is the coolest shit. And right. kids saw themselves in that. Yep. And that created the movement. And that's like, to me, like what I meant by that. Like it's a real dope and rare thing when that happens. The that, worst, I'm sorry. Sorry, so good. Uh, the worst part, the worst part of people wanting to be a part of Odd Future was when the, I revisited it recently, when the game made that song with Tyler called oh, Martians. Yeah. And, that song oh. was fucking horrible. That was depressing, dog. Uh. You, you gave up your whole personality for that? That's crazy. <laughs> I'm remembering the Push the T in Tyler. That was which oof, about. trouble on Not my future. mind. That song with the game. Yes. Oh, the game. Yo, the game is the game is silly putty. Roll him on whatever is around, he becomes that shit. Put him on a yeah. newspaper, he becomes Man, it. Put him he, on a rug. He was like Kirby in that shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Martians versus God. I had Wayne on that joint too. Oh my god. Yeah. I was like, my, yeah. my favorite Tyler collab is potato salad with um ASAP. Dude. Yeah, that's I will say sure. I, I hate 90% of all Odd Future song titles. They really make me upset because they'll be like, <laughs> they'll be like Doorstopper. Yeah, it was it was it was based on like irritating it. It was like stub toe. Like, 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 it doesn't mean anything to anything. Like, it's like the, the posse cut. The titles have nothing to do with like old I know, I know. I, I get it's it. like yeah. three other ones. I was like, what is this? What is it? You know, so whatever. But yeah. Yo, yo Lou, the, the, the game joint Martians versus Goblins featuring Wayne and Tyler. The video has 47 million plays on YouTube. <laughs> wow. Yo, That's the game, many, the game is like. Hey, uh, I just discovered horror movies. Here's the video. Like this shit is so he, fucking trash, bro. The, the trash. thing that sucks about it is that the game made a horrorcore song, yes. thinking that Odd Future was horrorcore, and that mm-hmm. was that was just that's just the most irritating. And the bars were just horrible. It wasn't a good verse. It was so it was bad. it was taking it was checking off boxes to like fill the space. Yep. And, and it's 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 the most it's the most like interscope like polished antiseptic corny beat too it's like hey it was made over um over a boardroom table yes this this is like oh yeah it's like jimmy ivine with a dad hat like leaving meetings with tom petty to to like oh let's get this tyler kid he's crazy let's get him on a song i kind of i kind of i kind of like the beat just a little bit i'm not gonna hold you i'm not not gonna lie the only good thing that the game ever did was knock out stitches Stitches. Stitches. <laughs> what, what was those this songs you do with, with game with, again for like 700 bars i'm like bro i haven't written 700 bars in my life that's too much no that's no one needs much. you to rap for set he'd be like Oof. 700 bars part three i'm like stop how about 12 i just remember shooting himself in the face i watched yo what's the name well what's the name was all about stitches dog slump a slug We'd be hanging with Slug backstage at the show. He'd be all about fucking stitches, bro. He thought the dude was the biggest fucking like whack job, like entertaining maniac in the world. That's hilarious. That's, That's, slug. That's, That's so funny. Um, all right, so Sean will give everybody a shot. He will top ten train wreck for sure. He really will. Um, yeah. all right, so back to the countdown. My third pick ties into a name other people have named, so we could talk about him. Domo Damo Genesis. Genesis. Okay, so. Let me kick this off. Hit him. 
Domo was like, um, so first off, if anybody's not familiar, we'll get to Domo and his collab and who he ended up messing with, but that Rolling Papers, Oof. that was one of the best, the best albums of the, of the first phase. It was God, very, very surprisingly well done. It was, it was surprisingly so well done. You were shocked. Not, not to say, not to take anything from Domo, but just you're like, oh man, this is, this is really good. Like, oh, that song is good. That song is good. And you're going through it, and, and, and it's, it's, it's um more songs than you would think. It's called Rolling Papers. You know what I'm saying? You didn't yep. think there was much creativity. You thought it was going to be Wiz Khalifa shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it wasn't just about smoking. It was very well done. And then Domo was the guy. Um, he was like, um, he turned into the, like the Deadpool of the group. He started collabing mm-hmm. with everybody yeah. outside of the crew. He was the first mm-hmm. one that started doing that, popping up on action stuff, popping up with, um, popping up with Alchemist. You know, yeah, yeah. With the no idol shit, dog. Right, right. Yeah, that's my favorite one, dude. That's my favorite I feature tape. Mm-hmm. Out, out of, of all of them, yeah, so, yo. So that's why I give Domo a lot of credit. He didn't, he didn't limit himself. He yeah. wasn't so much into the um, golf wing, upside down cats with the cut nope. eyes. He was like, yeah, I'm a rapper. Let me go find. Let me go hang with the rapper pack. Correct. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got his most recent album. He does a track with Fonte. Yeah. That's, yo, what's, that joint is Fonte snap on that shit. Fonte snaps on everything. We might need to do a lineage of greatness on Fonte. Yo, oh, we'll, we'll bring him on. Fuck that. We'll get him. He'll, he, yo, we need Fonte. Yeah, you can get him, and I tell him about crazy. it. I tell him that the listening was trash, and it was super fucking trash. Yeah. Oh, it was trash? The listening. The listening dog, but trash. Speed, speed is a great song, though. Speed is that shit. Fuck out of here with that mm-hmm. shit. What are you crazy? That shit was trash. Speed is ill. And then, it's um, funny because the listening sounds good, first listen. Okay, the second listen. And then trash when you put it on for the third time. It's trash. It, it it was the first album ever that was nostalgic. It was the first nostalgic rap album where it's like, hey, it's two thousand two. I'm not I'm not I'm not a supporter of that record. I'm just telling you why people liked it. Like Quest Love and them were on board. Anyway, all, all um, I know is he made no news as big news. And that's Fonte's never written one bad verse ever, and it's been twenty years. It's no bad verses from him. Anyway, um, Damo, to talk about on topic, um, I listened to, I remember Rolling Papers when I hit. I remember No Idols when it hit, which is crazy. Um, I didn't like him only because at the beginning because I thought, I'm like, oh, he's like the dude that has no personality but just raps a lot, right? Mm-hmm. That was my vibe back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, but he picks enough really really incredible people to work with like that no idol shit's got fucking alchemist prodigy gibbs Vince, it has Earl, breaker space ghost <laughs> perp like people out asap rocket like he just was getting ill people through al or whoever and they were just crushing it but then when but i'm like prodigy just playing that record yes oh, prodigy yeah, and shit. gibbs dog. like that was yeah, prodigy he's fresh also out of prodigy's jail. records Bronson, everybody, everybody fucking with Al was on that no idol shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And everyone was like showing out like no one's just like, ah, fuck it. Because I feel like over time, I realized like he's the one that's like, oh, I'm a rap motherfucker. Like this is Mm -hmm. I'm about great rap shit. And when if you see my name, like, yeah, I'm going to work with Fonte because Fonte is a great fucking rapper. You know what I mean? Like it didn't it was never to me for not. 
he didn't shrink to the challenge. He never shrunk right. to having another MC. No. Whether that MC was way more polished or more experienced. Yes. Next to him on the track. He, he never backed down. And now now he's he wasn't like walking away with the most quotables. But like to me, Cash will appreciate this. On some NBA comparison shit, he's like Terry Rozier to me. Where I'm like, you look at this dude like, yo, this is a second round pick. He's going to be our backup dude, you know. And then when the starters get hurt or fucked up, he's like, yo, I'm getting 30. And I'm playing my way to a deal. And I'm on a yeah. team like I'm busting my ass every day because that's how I right. got here. Like, I don't have right. the allure of like, oh, I'm a sizzle guy. Everyone's excited about me from the beginning. Like, I got to take my shit and then maintain that shit. So like Castro, Terry Rozier or Kyrie Irving, who do you want right now? Oh, Terry Rozier. Kyrie Irving is half man, half a team. Mm-hmm. So at least, at least Terry's he, gonna be he vaccinated, dog. He's anti-vax playing half his games because New York, that shit is live. So yeah, what I'm um, saying is like R- Kyrie is all sizzle and he has the pedigree. He's famous, the sneakers, Uncle Drew. But Terry Rozier is playing every fucking game, dog. He's playing yep. to me yeah. almost Terry Rozier. Like you didn't really think highly of him. He was just uh-huh. one of the guys in the mix. And now 10 years go by, you're like, yo, this this guy's discography is fucking and, and, crazy. And, and people that don't know, Terry took Kyrie's spot because Kyrie was hurt on the side. Kyrie Celtics was hurt. Yes. So, so I always saw Domo as like a Fife type character. Because mm. he was like the same sort of thing. Like when when Quest first came out, you were like, all right, Fife. Right. Then That's like cool. slowly but surely, you realize like Fife was the better rapper. Right. Right. Fife right. is like a more quotable than Q-Tip. Right, like, seems cool. seems like more fun to hang out with than Q-Tip. He's talking about like, basketball. everything about Fife was. <laughs> what's that? He's talking about basketball and football yeah. and like eating yeah, fucking sandwiches, and and yeah. chilling. Right. Yep. I'm just you hanging I mean? out. Yeah. Siemens furniture. I bet you Siemens was so proud because Siemens oh on their God, way yeah. out. They were really on their way out in the furniture. Oh, they should were. Probably kept them alive for like three years. Yo, no, no one rocked Georgia Tech shit until fucking Fife. Fife, like yeah. Fife made Georgia Tech pullovers look crazy. So yeah, all right, bet. Any other thoughts yeah. on Damo before we move on? Now we're up to the second, the top we're two to for second. everybody. Yeah, um, yeah, I think we're we're on to our top two. All right, right bet. Um, oh, damn. Doc. So yeah, all right. Why don't, we, why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back right, with uh, we'll come back with two, two round two and round one. All right, cool. What is up, Internet humans? This is Wally Clark. When I am not swimming the Panama Canal in Thames or teaching infants how to steal, I am listening to the Call Out Culture podcast with Zilla, Curly Castro, and Alaska. Make sure you check out my new record, Goon, fully produced by Flu and available on vinyl through Tough Kong Records. And remember, you are nothing and I am everything. Previously on Great White Buffalo. What's up, Tutorino? It's me, Darko the Super, and you're listening to the Call Out Culture Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Great White Buffalo and select theaters and streaming on Bandcamp now. Darko the Super and Dean Freeman's Great White Buffalo from You Don't Deserve This Beautiful Art, the label that brought you watered down demon fuzz and Big Baby Ghani's greatest hits. That's right, uddtba.bandcamp.com. Mad Genius producer behind MF Grimm's The Hunt for the Gingerbread Man 2 and Psychedelic Hits from the Hellhole Store combines forces with Rumpel Romeo himself, Dean Freeman. 
who brought the world classics like Buy My Baby a Car and Nookie in the Mail. Don't miss a great white buffalo listening experience where you just might regret it for the rest of your life. Now let's get back to your regularly scheduled programming. Fish and grits and all that pimp shit from the Call Out Culture Podcast. Alright folks, we're back. This is a home stretch. Final two oh, rounds. Villa, oh, you're on the tail end of the snap. Uh, I I choose Tyler, the creator. That's my man. Lou, who you got? Earl. Earl. Castro, who you got? Tyler's my number two. I got Frank Ocean as my number two. And my oh. number one is Tyler. Castro. Who is number your number one? one? Earl Sweatshirt. <laughs> Let's you, talk about Earl. Piece of shit. <laughs> Should we talk about Tyler first? No, no, because we got one more Tyler entry you, still. You think Earl Sweatshirt is the number one person yeah, in this incredible yeah, crew? Number yeah, one. First of all, first of all, fool, you didn't even listen to SRS, and I told you I there did. was a lot of good ideas. It's exactly. So shut your mouth. And there was a lot of good, good ideas, ideas equal boring ass fucking drugged out bullshit. Shut your hole. Get out of here, bro. Listen to old episodes. Listen to old episodes when I was trashing that album. Thank you very much. You finished? Are you finished? I'm done, man. I'll go ahead. Yeah, number one. Number one pick. Markel Fultz. Defend Markel Fultz. Go for it. Go ahead. Go for Markel it. Fultz. That's your team that drafted him. We moved on. We moved on like I moved on, bro. Yeah, moved on. We moved Reluctantly, on. for nothing. For a so, so wait, which album are you saying? SRS? Some rap songs, rap songs. Some rap songs. Ooh. Okay. That's the one with a bunch Sorry, of fell asleep. Ideas in it. I fell asleep. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know which one it is. Good. Hey, stay the fuck asleep. So I don't. Let me tell you I've, about Earl. Okay, I'm gonna say. Let me tell you about Earl. All right. Yeah, no, Earl took a long. Let, let this Earl, play out. Like, we can come back. Keep Earl talking. Earl was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna keep talking. That's what I'm here for. To talk. I love you, man. And here take your ass. I love it. Go ahead. So Earl went on a long journey. You know how people walk the earth. Mm, you know yep. how people do that. He does. Or yep. did it. The guy from um, Zilla, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm not playing right now. It's a joke. I'm telling you to shut I'll the fuck up. I'll put myself on mute. Saying. Go ahead. Go ahead. Markel Fultz. Go ahead. Go ahead. I need you to meet Markel Fultz. Why you keep bringing up y'all draft disgusting bus and you try to put it on somebody else? They drafted that fool. They thought they were going to do something. He cut the yip. Don't even worry about it laughing. You don't even know about it. But he's trying to, oh, we got out of it. Are you kidding me? You lost a draft pick. You didn't get out of shit, you bums. So Earl walked to earth like David Carradine, like, um, uh, like Forrest Gump, like, um, Forrest Gump around the world. Thank you. Like, um, John, John, um, Johnny Five in short circuit. He walked, he walked to earth. Johnny Five. Okay. Like Wally. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well, I, I watched, well, I watched like. an artist try things out. Some worked, most didn't. And then I watched him come back. <laughs> <full circle. laughs> okay, you can say that. It's yeah, something. go on. <laughs> I don't know if Castro froze or if he's just giving you the dead eye look. Yeah, I'm giving him the fucking dead eye look, and I'm about to. Okay, I wasn't sure because break the fucking hip on his fucking head, mother hip. So, and now he came with with the album called Sick, which I feel is the full realization of. I have a new peer group. 
I was going through some things artistically. The slow molasses floated. Some people were not a fan of. The, the funny thing about Earl is his fan base is so rabid. He could do anything. He could spin plates. He could be that girl that um at halftime. We love her, bro. Right? We love her at the NBA <laughs> game. Where the 60-year-old yeah, man stacking all the chairs up. He, I love that man. Go ahead. They, they love everything he does. And it's a shame just because sometimes I feel like they're not honest with their criticism of it. But Thank I you. digress. Sick is really, I think, is well put together. I, I see his influences. I know his influences. I know some of them personally. And I saw that that brought him back into the fold. He could have, like I'm saying, his fan base is so rabid. He didn't need to come back to the center of the square. He could have stayed where he was at. He could have done a million other things because his fan base really don't care. I've seen people, I've, been, uh, I've seen it many a time. Earl, you're my father. Like I've seen that comment 50 times. It's so strange. Earl, you're my dad. You're my father. Ew. So weird. Dude, right. Can but, I... but yeah, yeah, I'll give you one second, Lou. Let me just finish my back. Okay, okay, okay. And so when I heard Sick and heard him speed his rhymes back up, flows back, uh, punchlines and some of the cadences have come back, resurrected themselves <laughs> from Doris days and the days of um, I don't go outside, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't like going outside and stuff like that. So I like somebody coming back to center after taking a long journey into the desert and, and coming back for water. And so I appreciate that. I like sick. I don't need anybody else to like it. Even my fucking fucked up best friend. I don't need his approval for anything I do. I'm my own fucking man. And I could care less what the fuck he has to say. Giggling. <laughs> I thought you were on mute, motherfucker. And so Sorry. that's my Earl thing. I think sick is a return to form. I know some people are like on the fence of it. I already know what Alaska thinks about it. But to me, I like that he came back into the fold with new ideas, fresher rhymes, more polished beats. And he said, there you go. Go ahead, Lou. Yeah, man. I, I still, I'm still having a hard time with Sick, but because I grew up such an Earl fanboy, I think I'm going to like it eventually anyway. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I guess... I feel like Earl, I think why he's in my number two is because he's been such such a big part of my evolution as a as a rapper myself. I hope that's loud. I hope that's like not too personal, but like No, of course. Like Earl is how I got my name type shit. And like I think what I like about this Earl compared to like the first ver- the first couple versions of the Earl is like for some reason this this makes the most sense. And and I'm kind of learning about what it means to write poetry over loops and how like, and how that, how it, I don't know. It's like a strange feeling when you, when you kind of, when you turn off everything, when you turn off like, like the feeling of needing to make sense and you just let it happen on a page over, over mm. a loop with no drums. It's like, when I hear it from Earl, it's like, it is like a it's like a strange it's a it's a strange like spiritual experience i know that sounds so head ass but but i don't know i don't <laughs> i don't really know how to describe it like i'm really mm-hmm. i remember i remember leading up to srs and hearing some of those like hearing some of those verses he did on stage it's like that was the first time where i would like i would like accept the song if it was strictly live like i they, when they were first when the when december 25th was first called bad acid and you were hearing those verses on stage it's like 
they they stood as a pillar on their own for some reason mm. and i i know i know that's probably because i'm a super fan but i but i also don't think that's invalid because like i'm a super fan for a reason you know what i mean like mm. like that that to hear how technical he was at first and for that technicality to turn to kind of smooth out and turn into and turn into uh, what's the kind of i don't want to say yeah stream of consciousness it turned into resistance it's turned into it turned into picking and choosing but allowing your heart to pick and choose as opposed to as opposed to picking picking and choosing for the sake of rhyme scheme so yeah that's that's what i love about this new era of earl i'm still not sure how i feel about sick because it feels it it feels too polished for what the what the first two new earls are for me because like srs was kind of like i have a hard time thinking of it song by song like i thinking i'm thinking of it as a as in like if someone handed you if you were walking down the street and you picked up a random tape mm-hmm. and it was called some rap songs and you popped that bitch in and mm-hmm. it was just 25 minutes of a nigga rhyming over like random loops. I'm like, right. this is cool, man. And I like, I like it's, it's wonky. It's not like boring loops. I think, I think Earl picks, picks loops that are still like, that are still in fashion of how like weird odd future was at first. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like they they tether and they break apart and some of it is like noise music. It's like it's it's such experimental hip hop that's being pushed out into the mainstream that that I just I can't I can't I can't not love it. I can't not fall in love with her. Alaska. My rant is over. Thanks, Lou. Lou, Lou, real real quick, real quick, Lou. That's why we wanted you on the show. Thank you. Yeah. Got you, Doug. Yeah, I I really appreciated that (laughs) that uh, that conversation. Um. So Earl, Here, here's my thing with Earl, right? Me, um, me, me and, and you were eye and eye with this shit. Go ahead, go on. Well, I think we are, but also I think to a point, like, I think it's as a fan of somebody, when they decide to evolve, if they don't evolve in a way that you enjoy, you need to let it go and let mm-hmm. them evolve because they're, they're mm-hmm. an artist, it's their journey. But at the same time, the artist has to understand I don't really fuck with that shit anymore. You know what I right. mean? And it's not an insult to you. It's just like, you're on your journey. I'm on mine. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Like, I'm not there with it anymore. Like, I don't really like Earl's stuff that much right. in general. I can't deny that he's impactful. Um, he's made some amazing songs. Like, I was going through. Like, Chum is, like, Ooh. one of the best rap songs of the last, like, crazy years. Oh. I kids into white for the blacks. That shit is me. That was my gym shit. I was banging. Prodigy did. Um, yo, so so the dude's talented as shit. But I have a couple issues with Earl. One, he's never burned anybody on one of his own tracks. Nope. He usually gets burned by whoever's on the track with him. Correct. Go uh, on. Tabula Rossi is hard to listen nah. to. Uh, you, Billy oh, Woods wait, is wait, like, wait, I'm I here. I want to rewind that. I want to rewind that. <laughs> yes. There are some Mac Miller features. That Mac Miller burned him. him. That's not a no, good look. Shout out to Mac. We love you, Mac. Frank Ocean burned him. Frank Ocean on Super Rich Kids. On Sunday? On Sunday? Let me break down in a moment. So I heard this song on like a mix, right? So I didn't hear this song how it was supposed to be heard. And they kept pulling it back. It was a Mac Miller song. Um, it's on the, one of those, the album with Mac is sitting there like naked in front uh, of the movies table. With the sound Watching off. movies that with the sound off. That shit is hard. That album's hard. That made me a Mac fan. 
Earl's doing the hook, but the way the DJ was messing with it, I thought it was a verse. He kept pulling it back. He did it like twice and he let the song go. But like I said, I heard it improper. I heard it. And so I'm like, ooh. And he cut Max verses in half. So I was just surprised that Earl was on there. But again, I heard it incorrectly. But I like I liked that combination. And I wish, mm-hmm. you know, God rest the dead. If Mac was still around, I think the two of them would really have some really good collabos up until this point. I can it seemed like they fit. Like it seemed like they fit very well together. And, uh, so I, I, mean, I, just, I also yeah. think Earl has one of the great rap voices. The voice is amazing. Yeah. His voice, voice amazing. is amazing. Um, oh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say about it. I had a thought that I wanted to... Right, to my bad, there. my bad. No, it's okay. I had it before I said the thing about the voice. Oh, okay. here it has to do with his evolution, right? I was, I've been okay. going through his catalog, and he had to evolve. He couldn't stay the same way, like, like what Lou was no. saying about being complex. Because I, I was yeah. listening to the shit again today, and he's really on the cusp of doing the shit we make fun of Eminem for. Mm-hmm. Like the blah, blah, the blah, blah, gobble, gobble, yeah, gobble, nah, blah, 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 blah. If he kept doing that shit, we'd be making fun of him for that shit. It would have got boring as shit, yeah. It would have yeah, got boring as shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's not the type of thing that you should be doing forever. It's, a, it's almost a thing that you hide your lyrics in, right? Mm-hmm. Or your ideas. Um, the thing is, you stripped all that away. And I don't necessarily think his ideas have gotten interesting. Nope. Um, like when I listen to his music, I, I find it very dull. Um, mm-hmm. and even like the new record, right? I listened to it the first time. I was like, this shit is long as fuck. It was 24 minutes. Dude, yeah. um, I listened to it again tonight before we came on here. And I did like it better. It sounds mm-hmm. really good. Like, okay. It's a really good professional sounding record. Yeah, like yeah. the mixing, the engineering—it yeah, almost makes beautiful. me like it less for some reason. Yeah, see that? That's because like, I, I didn't find it interesting, interesting the, at all from the rhyme point. Right. That's funny that you would think that, Lou, because you're the long-term Earl fan and you like him blurring the edges, whereas us yes. were little old fogies nah. and we like that he worked with Young Guru and his actual proper mix. Nah, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. Quote so, Disco Vietnam sounds like shit is not an aesthetic, dog. That is no. not paying engineers. Like, you're, like you're contradicting yourself, idiot. Young Guru idiot. mixed it, fool. No, he's talking about the other shit. The, the, not the oh, stuff no, no, Young Guru not. mixed. No, he's not. He's young Guru mixed deal. half a Rat no, King, and the other half that he didn't mix, for example. All right, man. All right, Z, man. You're just talking out your fucking I, mean, so, I haven't man. talked in 10 minutes, dog. Yes, you right. So what I'm saying is, it's your boy. I, I included the shield up. I included Earl because you got to include Earl. But he's he's not somebody I'm ever turning to to listen to. So there you go. That that's me with Earl. All right, Zilla's turn. <laughs> he's on. He's unranked on my list. He's unranked. So you're gonna talk about it? Still, go ahead. You you Here were we go. so eloquent, interrupting people while they were I talking. I talk. shit. I'm sitting. Listen, I'm learning. I'm learning. So Lou's good. point of view. So I'm, learn, learn? I'm learning from you. I'm learning from. I'm, I'm curious. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> listening time is over. It's time, I've it's listen, time to share. I've listened to Earl. Everything this man has ever made, I've heard it. Every beat he's ever made, I've heard it. Whether it was Makami, his own albums, other people's shit, his features on fucking Danny Brown's albums, Mac Miller's albums, Frank Ocean's yeah. albums, Tyler's albums. I heard everything this guy has ever made. And I reached this point where Razkaz like 10, 12 years ago, where I was like, wow, I've really just spent a lot of time listening to Razkaz. 
I respect Razkaz. He's talented. He's got a lot of skill. I'm good. I don't need any more <laughs> Razkaz in my life. I listen to enough Earl where I'm like, including the new album where Woods and Elusa walked in the door on that tablet. And shouts to Theravada, friend of the show. Shouts to Rob Chambers, who I'm a fan of from Theravada. They gave a nice little fly beat. I heard Earl on the fucking Haram album get bodied. I hear him on his own album with Arm and Hammer get bodied. And he's dealing with two of the 10 best rappers alive. I understand. But I haven't heard anything since Doris where I was like, ooh, run that back. Ooh, what's that? I keep listening to it out of a sense of duty rather than wonder, inspiration, joy, uh, reverence. I don't get any of those experiences listening to this dude. And I think he's quite talented. I think he's, but my comparison to Markel Fultz, when I say that shit, and that's pretty harsh because Markel Fultz will probably never play basketball again. And Earl's going to be around for the next 30, 40 years is Earl Castro, like you said, him walking the desert, all this bullshit. Yo, Earl don't want it, dog. He doesn't want it. And he keeps daring you motherfuckers to say he's trash. And no one says it because they were all 16 when they fell in love with this dude. The same way Alaska was 44 years old when Nas first came out. Now Alaska's 70. And Alaska's <laughs> like, I'm good with Nas, bro. And I'm only 39. The same, like, the same logic to convince me that Igor is some masterpiece or something. That's what you're going to do. Igor is crazy. Igor is oh, crazy. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get the Igor. Yeah, but what I'm saying yeah. about Earl is I, I want Earl to put some shit out where I'm like, this is fucking cracking. I'm an asshole for doubting this dude. You I wait, listen to this new shit. To I listen to this new shit. You wait. Okay, you man. Wait. Well, I'm on album seven, dog. Well, how many more days I got to wait? How many? You tell me. It's, it's kind of like job. the way we're waiting for Ghostface to come back. Yeah, like, yo, it, it's kinda okay to like admit. That. It's okay to admit. this. Like Alaska said, this shit ain't for me. I fuck with Doris. I love Doris, yo. I love Doris. That was my uncle j- Al. All that I'm shit. But First again, Doris was 10 years ago, fam. Damn, 10 years, was. bro. That's crazy. 10, That's a, a decade. Obama. That's oh, when Doris dropped, bro. Space. Pre-Trump. The man was in a different space, yo. Okay, bro. Well, you know what? There's 20 million. I, I rather listen to Lou. I'd rather listen to Little Robert Hutton. I'd rather listen to Human Zoo. I'd rather listen to Low Bear and Crow's Feet. I'd rather listen to Haram. Earl is not fucking with my friends right now. Doesn't mean he in 2010, he, he was better than mad people at the moment. He ain't better than anybody I know. Therefore, I'm not going to dick ride and say he is. He's not. Yeah. I know too many dope cats. Now, can that change tomorrow? Certainly. He's got that promise. But has he improved? No, he's been he's Ben Simmons. Who he was at 18 to me is who he is at 27. Still a really good rapper. I, I, I'm not shitting on his abilities. But when you have access to alchemists, to knowledge, all these people, and you make those beats on your own, which ain't hitting, as I said on our show two years ago, he's a not a good producer. Okay, get ill producers around you. You can you could call Billy Woods tomorrow. Billy... I've done two songs, three songs of Billy Woods. 
Billy Woods is going to crush me on some shit. Billy Woods is the best rapper in the world right now, bro. He is. We, we know him. We love him. You, you better step the fuck up if Billy Woods is on your record, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just be no afterthought on a Castro. He's on your album, bro. Like, what are we doing here? I'm not, I'm not trying to make this dude feel good because he was hot when he was 16. Now he's 27. I don't care that he was walking the streets. I had a job. I'm, I have a family. No one gives a fuck if I'm like, well, you know, those seven albums in a row, he was trying to find himself. Get the fuck out of here, bro. I'm not with that. But, Damn. but can he make something ill tomorrow? He has all the te- the tools. That's what frustrates me. Like Ben Simmons, this motherfucker has the ability to do it all. He can do it. He chooses to do some other shit that just for me on this show, I'm not with it. That's all. That's it. That's all I'm saying about him. But if tomorrow he drops some ill freestyle on some push a T shit snapping, I'd be like, yo, this, this dude got me. I look like an asshole. I'll be the first one to say there's no parts. I don't know. I know that would turn me off. (laughs) You're not fucking with sick at all. There's one song I really, there's, there's two songs I really One song, two, two. Maybe two. two. And when I look down, I'm like, yo, this song's a minute and 15 seconds. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, look, I rather listen, again, I rather listen to all this other flash. I rather listen to Haji, Dama. I rather just, for me, I just rather listen to people that give a fuck. He seems like he just does it every two years. He's got to make a check. That's what it sounds like. That's all. No, dog. I don't know, man. That's all. I don't know it, how I it, feel about that one. Hit none of his albums since Norris, just for me on the show, has been worth a goddamn shit. They're not good. He picks Damn. terrible beats. He can't. His bars don't stick. He's on that song with Danny Brown. He gets bodied by Kendrick, Whoa. Danny Brown, so and Absol. He did not. He he's a on a song with Kendrick. He's on a song with Action Bronson called Warlord Leather. Bronson That's smokes crazy. this motherfucker. He don't no got way, no rhymes, bro. He, said, he, he, he just does the doom flow where he does the monotone shit. I'm so deep. And I'm like, when the song's over, I don't remember anything you said. I don't remember nothing. I remember Damo talk about Jodeci and Master P. That was fucking live. I don't remember nothing this man said. But again, he has all the abilities. Yeah, well, yeah, to my painkillers are kicking in. <laughs> now, now. You are so lucky. I know because you're very relaxed at this moment. I respect it. So that's all. But again, I'm, I I am ready and willing to be proven wrong at any moment with this dude. Fair enough, but that's what if that's where you're gonna meet Louis. That's where you're gonna meet us. That's all. Yeah, we'll we'll meet him there. That's you asked me to keep it a buck before we switch Castro. Before we'll go ahead, real, real, real quick, Castro, you asked me to keep it a buck before we hit record. I'm keeping it a buck. That's well, all. Fair enough. Tra- fair enough. All day. Listen, I was stressed out all day. Like, how do I be as diplomatic as possible? Because I don't want to try. I'm not trying to come unless there's somebody who's a total scumbag. I don't tra- come on the show. You're not. You're not. You're not overtly trashing. That's all. But I'm not. I'm not trying to be that kind of, of guy, dude. We have a difference of opinion. Dog. And, um, Doris, bro. You know, bro. you know where I'm at with it. I know where you are. Like Doris is ill. Doris is ill. Listen, because I respect you and love you, I will go back and play sick. I'll play it three more times. It ain't more than that's half an episode of pre- Peacekeeper. Listen, listen, I can, listen, I can play listen it. Yeah, all right. It's 24 minutes. Listen to it one more time. I'll, I'm bad for you. Jacket. I'll do that for you. I'm well, I have no problem. Travel, cause I feel like you're Zilla's my best hours. friend. And at times, <laughs> Zilla's my best friend. And at times, and Z, you know you do this, he has stamped a certain artist a certain way and a certain amount of years passed, and you still, the stamp hasn't worn off. Y'all oh, like, cur- uh, the consequence? Friend. Consequence, Castro? Consequence? Why are you bringing like, him up? What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm in the hospital. 
people need to sleep. I will scream my fucking head off. Again. Consequence came out '96. You're still mad about this? You're still mad? I mean, I would like to say that there was a whole show about the little the record from like 15 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Oh, 15 years old. You too. And two, Brutus. And two, Brutus. That's not what I'm saying. I got the same things. I got no issues with that. But I'm saying I own my my craziness. What are you gonna say last? That's, That's, That's it. Get to the big homie. We got to talk about the big homies. Getting late. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we're just very late. All right. So Lou, it's your turn. Hit us. No, no, oh. wait. He he went. He said Earl. Right. Yeah, we're talking about no, Castro. Was saying, we got to get to Tyler. Tyler's the last. Yeah, one, right? Earl's number yeah. one. Is... Earl. Wait, wait. We we talked about Earl because Lou had Earl Lou, number. Earl two. had Lou at number two. Castro yes. had uh, Earl at number one. Right. That's so now we should. Now we're at oh, so lose number one. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, right. I fucked it all up. I yes, yes, yeah, you're right. Yep, Hi, yep, okay, yep, you so lose it. number one. Yeah. So Tyler, I mean, it's another personal experience with Tyler where, like, before I knew about Odd Future, I wasn't. Damn, it's kind of embarrassing, but I I wasn't really into hip hop quite yet. I was before that. I wanted to be in like Slipknot and shit, but that didn't work out, obviously. So. <laughs> but Slipknot is, that's a different rant that's a different rant I love, it. Yo, yo come back on this show we're gonna do, do the Slipknot up we gotta do dude, we have to do I got all the Slipknot CDs dude I you love fu- yo you fuck with Stone Sour you fuck with that shit fuck Stone Sour no wow God, no. yo dude, you'll quote Stone. that I'll brought that on Twitter that's love you does he says man. quote fuck Stone Sour anyway yeah put it tag Corey Taylor anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> uh Tyler, Tyler's just the reason why I, I got reintroduced to rap and kind of because at that time uh, I was I was a weird kid that was into skateboarding and then Tyler was a weird kid that was into skateboarding and then it was just that was odd future as a whole so like in, in my head Tyler was kind of like my older brother for for a little bit because I didn't have one type shit so just that being like the foundation to why I even felt like it was okay for me to make music. I think that's what Tyler is for me. And kind of even, I guess the reason why Tyler is at my number one is because like everything that I thought the first album sounded like the new album sound like now. And like going back, you can, you can hear that he planned to make it there and he did it regardless of anything. Mm. And like, I, I was never so much into Tyler for rapping going back. I'm, I'm a little bit more into Tyler for rapping as much as I don't like goblin anymore. Um, but just as like, as like a man who used music as a, as a way to world build and to kind of, kind of take take you in even if there was like kind of take you in with with visuals music and then personality all together it's like this there's this is making so much sense and it's not because he planned to be this way it's he's being who he is and like and exhausting every facet of like who he is as a as an artist as a person as like a as a musician so I think Tyler is my number one because that's what that's what every artist wants to be like. They want to be able to like just be everything that they are. Like, right damn, now. yeah. Love so, it. so the reason I put Tyler at number one is 
because much like in Blades of Glory, Chaz Michael Michaels was figure skating. Tyler, the creator, is Odd Future. Thank you. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's that, RZA, dog. He's RZA. Yeah, he, exactly. Like, he's, he's the genius behind everything. Without he, the basement flood. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also, like, he's become iconic. He's become bigger than that. Like, he's, he's evolved. Like, I don't like everything he does. Like, I thought Igor was terrible. Mm, but... You know, I mean, like, look, it's it's hit or miss when a rapper tries to make an R&B record. That's fair. Hit for me, but I respect it. Yeah, that's cool. But, you know, I'd rather listen to, like, Genuine's The Bachelor than listen to Tyler the Creator. Yeah, that's a new album. It's a good album, at least. (laughs) I'm just The Bachelor. (laughs) Um, Yo, Castro's never listened to an R&B album in his life. Castro, you're missing out. Um, R&B is sick. But I mean, I, I just think Tyler, like, he's fucking evolved so much as a wait, 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 Alaska. I need to oh, oh, right. like, wait, 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 come, come back around when you come around. <laughs> you can address no, but he, when he's trying to say, I didn't listen to RB, man, I was in RB when you were in diapers, fool. You understand what I'm talking about? SWV, I got all 20 bracks now. Man, shut up, boy. Stop playing with me right now. Stop playing with me, dog. Get that man. Seriously. You're trying to mess with my credits and all that stuff. You were out of pocket. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? TLC. I had TLC posted. You don't know what you're talking no, about. Left Shade, is my favorite. No, T-Boss. I T-Bos got into fights in high school about Shade. So if somebody said something wrong about Shade and I leaped across the lunch table and I was on their ass. That's a good okay? man right there. They didn't know what hit them. You feel what I'm saying? Sorry. Yeah, I was a big fan of Jade's Don't Walk Away. No coffee brown and a mellow. Oh, Ooh, coffee brown. Ooh. There you go. She was theory, baby. What about uh, Sunshine Anderson? Groove Theory. Nah, you didn't like that song? Blue Cantrell? No, I like the song, but I can't do the copies of a copy. If you know, uh, if you know I mean, I mean, I like one version of the copy. Like, I would like fair, one fair, version fair. of that type of thing. You know, um, I the last, I'm sorry. So, yeah, I, I mean, I just think like he, he's like Lou said, he, he world builds. He's created this persona that's bigger than Odd Future. It's bigger than, I mean, it's bigger than Tyler probably, right? Like, you know, if you meet Tyler in person, he's probably not that dude. Maybe he is. I don't know. But um, yeah, he's just like, when you think of Odd Future, he is Odd Future. He's fucking iconic. I, I think like we could say he's iconic at this point. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I agree yeah. with that. Um, he's my he was my number two, but Joey, yeah, you would say one. he was number two for both of you. He's my number okay. two. Yeah. Oh, I oh I know who your number one is. Oh, oh wow, that's weird. We're waiting for him to. We're talking about him last. It's so weird. Yep. Who we're gonna talk about last? It's Correct. Interesting. How that um so um so Tyler for me, I was um to be honest with y'all, um Tyler hooked me in with the first song on Bastard, talking about his father, mm-hmm. and and, yeah, I, and I had a lot of I had a lot of different hills and valleys and ebbs and flows with my relationship with my father. So to make that your first song, and as I'm listening to it, I don't know what to expect. You know what I'm saying? It's like me me and Alaska were talking about during one of the breaks earlier, listening how we got our Odd Future collections was through like media fire links and all of these downloads and stuff. So you just press and play unbeknownst. There's no line of notes. You know what I'm saying? There's no, there's no single, you're not getting any um, advanced listen to these things. You just press and play. And for the first song, I remember it kind of cultivating itself. And like, after like the fourth or sixth bar, I was like, oh, where are you talking about his father? Oh, he's going in. You know what I'm saying? And so 
that helped me pretty much. And then, like I said, me and Lasko, like I said, what I was saying, what me and Lasko was talking about during one of the breaks, media file links, no credits, no line of notes, not, at least not at first. You got to kind of go, you know, scavenge through their website. And I was just like, what is going on here? The, 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 um, the imagery that Tyler would do when he would, when he would do, when he would direct the videos or do the cut out kitten heads and stuff like that. You, I always remember getting caught up on what's the end? Like this is the means to an end, right? So what, is, what are you trying to get across? What message are you giving me? And the message was like, you know, go fuck yourself and figure it out. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm not going to define it for you. And so I was very much a big fan of Bassett. I mean, um, yeah, see, I think I was, I was at your career banging it out all the time. Shit. All the time. In the car, <laughs> yeah. We were all yeah, about that Bassett shit. I play Bassett. Um, Lou, I'm not all the way there. I did like Goblin because of the Yonkers song. I'm a New Yorker. Mm. Um, just mm, that's a good one, yeah. calling something Yonkers. Damn, I didn't think New Yorkers like like Yonkers. I did no, not. Yonkers is great. Really? No, Yonkers is dope. The video, yeah. it, it's just, it, it was a lot of layers to his things. He made a video for it, eating the roach, hanging himself, coming back down, hazy, black and white. Mm-hmm. World building. I, I'm I'm actually glad y'all said that. That's very much what he is what he is um, responsible for. World building, and and he kept it up. With his later releases. I'm not a big fan of all of the things I'm with Alaska. I wasn't a big fan of Igor, but um, and the stuff that has come afterwards when he's back to rapping, rapping. Because here's my issue. I've liked a lot of MCs that have stepped off the MC um, train and tried other things. Lauren Hill, CeeLo. Everlast, and some of them have never gone back to the rap train. And so when you come back to the rap train, it shows me that, you know, hip rap was still your, your first love and you could return to it. And I admire that because the other versions was making more money and, 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 and grabbing more clout. But you come back to like rapping, rapping, and you could still rap your fucking ass off and you kill all your features like the, him and the Pusha T song. Trouble on my mind, like Shoo! that's incredible. That's, that's incredible song. Mm-hmm. You know, on the big wheel or whatever like that. I was like, yo, man. You know what I'm saying? I like that he has um collaboration in his spirit. He works with a lot of different people, and mm-hmm. unlike Zilla's opinion of Earl, he doesn't get bodied on track. He nope. holds his own. And yeah, so, it does um, not. Damn, that's a good so, point. Right. Um, so that's like, good shit. He's still like an upper echelon rapper. If we did a comprehensive list, he is in the top 10 of yep. current rappers right now. Yep. Most people might not put him in that because he does do multi-genre stuff, but just as rapping, he's definitely in the top 10. Perfect voice, perfect voice. Cadence, flow choices. Voice is crazy. Like him just doing, Z, remember he just did the hook on that Earl song? Yeah, um, dog. Yeah, he's killing it. He's just killing it, just doing the hook. You know what That's I'm saying? That's all you I, need. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. But it was on, Um, was it on Doors or was it on I Don't Come Outside? I think it was on Doors. I think it was on no. Doors. The one I'm talking about. Um, He holds his own on the posse cuts. Where he's like, we're all eight of them on there. And so, like, you know, he he is Tyler, comma, the creator. That's, that's his thing. If, if any name was as perfect, to fit somebody, Tyler, comma, the creator. 
Yeah, yeah, it doesn't even <laughs> sound corny. It would sound corny if he sucked, but yeah. Totally agree. <laughs> uh, I, I'll give you like a minute on Tyler. We'll do our last break and come back and do number ones. Um, Tyler is, to me, like the dude who, like, what, what's interesting, all right, I'll say it like this. What's interesting to me about Out of Future is where they started and where they are now 10 years later is ba- basically indicative of like what they always wanted to do solos. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So okay, they started yeah. off. It was like CKY jackass, you know, puking and fucking skating and smacking each other. And so about raping your sister and all this dumb shit. Right. Just to get like attention and then say, you know, fuck the blogs and be punk, which is cool. 10 years go by and it's like, okay, I don't have to do that to live. I can do, you know, sell socks and, fucking festivals and all that shit like i was playing like casey veggies today who i never listened to in my life and casey veggies has settled into like i'm a swag rapper like i'm about bitches and like cars and like trap shit and i was like oh word he's he's put out a lot of fucking music i was like oh shit but i was playing his newest one i'm like okay like i would never know this dude in my life was ever connected to odd future he's very much like of the moment so when i listen to tyler i'm like yo this dude is like I love Pharrell and that N.E.R.D. album more than anything. And then I love, you know, Funk and Soul on an Igor record. And then I love, like, on the new one, I'm like, yo, I love DJ drama mixtapes from 2003, 2006. Like, mm-hmm. ramen on Gravediggers. And, but then having, like, like, the new album to me was, like, what if Prince Paul worked with fucking 28-year-olds? Like, that album nice. is very That's, Prince Paul to me. Yes, Everything about I it is Prince Paul. Great Paul. Great call. So Prince Paul, whether he knows it or not, and he's nerdy enough to know that shit, but then cool enough to be like, I know, I don't know who that fucking guy is. Like he's that type of dude. You know what I mean? Like, wait, wait, wait. Remember what he said about um, grave diggers and all that? No, 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 no. What he said about um, uh, uh, Khaled after Khaled. Yeah, he 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 fucking obliterated Khaled. And he's right. Whole identity was being number one. Number one. We're number one. We the best. And when he didn't get that number one slot, even for a week, we all know the billboard right. manipulates himself and all that around. stuff. It was killing him. Of it was killing Khaled, yo. His whole, his whole persona. Him. And Tyler's on some, like, that Flower Boy shit, you know, Cherry Bomb. Like, all that shit was just, like, I got the ball in my hand. I'm going to take it where I want to take it. Like, I don't give a fuck Boom. about what's popping. And that's what I like about him. He's always been, like, like the Dame Dash model. Like, yo, do what you do and let these motherfuckers come chase you. Rather than like Khaled, like, okay, I have to work with Roddy Rich. I have to work with Post Malone. I have to work with fill in the blank because they're popping and I need to be number one. Tyler's like, I I abhor the number one. So I'm going to do what the fuck I want. And because I don't give a fuck, everyone's going to make me number one anyway. And it may only be for a week or two weeks, but I don't even give a fuck. And you look thirsty and stupid. Because your whole persona is built on that. And when you're number two, you can't even live with yourself. Because some yeah. fucking <laughs> skating ass kid from L.A. who worked at Starbucks, who never sold a drug in his life, is like, I'm number one, bitch. You know what I mean? With DJ drama screaming all over the album, which is crazy to me. But anyway, <laughs> I just think he's just like, I wasn't I was more like in the Earl at the early stages. And I thought Tyler was like a shock jock, like Eminem type of cat. And then as time has moved on, I'm like, yo. Flower Boy's wild. You know what I mean? Like Igor's ill. The new one, I I forget the name. Don't don't call me. Call me if you're lost or whatever. I always confuse with Dove's album. Call me when you're outside. All right. Right. 
like him yeah, no. just rhyming on grave diggers, two cups of blood shit, you know, whether he mm-hmm. knows it or not. And like doing some P- Prince Paul shit where he middle of a song, he just starts singing and shit about some unrequited love. I'm like, man, this dude just doesn't give a fuck. Like in the best way, like he doesn't give a fuck with like the best musicians, the best engineers, the best thing. You know what I mean? Like you have a team of people to say, I don't give a fuck rather than like a bunch of weirdos skating, which was also how they first blew up. So I, mm-hmm. I just appreciate like his bravery and the even the Grinch soundtrack, bro. His voice, he is I the Grinch, bro. That, that shit is crazy. Like he's <laughs> that was the first Christmas soundtrack that wasn't corny as shit front to back. He was incredible on that. I'm like, he sounds like the Grinch. Like I'm like, he's 26, sound like the Grinch at the time. So I just think he could do anything. You know what I mean? He's gonna be another guy that's gonna be around for the next 30 years. It's like if he tomorrow was like, I'm doing an album with fucking Bruce Springsteen, I'd be like, well, that's probably probably that's probably cool. Or if he was like, I'm going to do an album tomorrow with fucking, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of a red man. I'd be like, that's probably going to be the best red man album in the last 25 fucking years. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I would actually love that. I would love that it, would too. Be- you know I mean? Instead so. of him trying to make Muddy Waters too for some reason. Come on, no, yeah. no, no, no one wants that shit. Why would you want to make your worst album when you? Wow, uh, why would you can't top perfection? So why would you? That's that would be my take on Muddy. So wait, one of the worst albums album too. No, money, no. Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters. Oh, like you said, perfection. That's right. I, got no, I said Muddy Waters. You, you did. Uh, you you got your ears checked, bro. You got your ears checked. Why would you? I would also like to point out that I was the first person to interview Tyler. The f- you're, you're in print. That's the word Christopher. That's the word Christopher. Talk that shit. August 18th, 2010. Shout, talk that shit. Talk that shit. Shout out to the word Christopher. You were the first man. It is the earliest ever. It was a silly interview, but it was the first. And it's been recently published. Recently published in a book. The other thing I want to mention is the original dude that sang um, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch was named Thurl Ravenscroft. <laughs> Thurl Ravenscroft. That's the most steamy. Which might be a better name than Tyler the Creator. Wow. That's going to be my name in the metaverse. Thurl yeah. fucking Thurl Ravenscroft. Arthur Ravenscroft. That's ill. All right. We're going to do our very, very last break with Lou. Love he also is Tony the Tiger. I just learned. Shouts to him. Wow. Let's not do a break. We only got one left. Let's run through it. All right, here we go. Guy. All right, but Frank Ocean. Yeah. That's my number one. All Frank Ocean. Breaks, baby. Boom. Frank Ocean, number one for your boy. Number two for Alaska. Shockingly, Castro has him unranked. Um, He's like no number six. Unranked on the top five. Uh, um, Lou has him unranked, which kind of sours my opinion of you. Because there was a point when he made I, think, I thought you were a solid guy. That. When, when, he made us, when he made to us watch fair, him put together that scaffolding and whatever, I got off the train. Wow. To be fair, right. That yeah, that yeah. album release, that album release was a little it stretched my patience then. Because I watched like 20 minutes of that. Okay. When he was putting together the scaffolding thing and he made us listen while the music was playing. It, yeah. that stretched me thin, y'all. That that, that stretched me thin. But go ahead. For me, to be fair, I I didn't start listening to R and B until uh, Shea Butter Baby, or is that that last Ari Lennox album? That's when I started. Wow, listening I, don't even, to I don't even know oh, wow. Ari Lennox's discography. That's dope. Yeah, dope. That's no, all good. You you come you come to the fold when you. I, when I you, should. You I'm sorry. I, I should have fired that shot at you, not Cash for saying you don't listen to R and B. I should have said, <laughs> Lou, Lovey Ulysses hates R and B aggressively. Yeah, 
man. <laughs> Castro was hot. Until Ari Never went. liked the Mary J. Blige song in my life. Wow! Oh, hey, yo, my listen God. to my whoa, life, whoa, 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 wait, whoa, 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 I was kidding, I was kidding, I was kidding. Go listen to my whoa, life, bro. You were doing, okay, you were doing good. You, you were about doing to get ejected. <laughs> you were about doing to hit good the ejector for a second, boy. You were doing good for a second, boy. All right? Oh, I'm going to stop talking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was put yourself on mute for a second. Go in timeout. Go in timeout. I'm going to put him in the fucking mute box. Two minutes. Put him in the mute box. Yeah, boom. He's he's gonna have to Better ask me to unmute that I'm a, as the host. I might I might oblige. I might not. You know what I mean? He's he's penalized. Um, Castro, why is Frank Ocean unranked beside a, a video? Um, well, I was really into Nostalgia Ultra. I was big. <laughs> I was big into that. Like super big into that record. But, um, and it just intrigued me about Odd Future's ability to drop an R and B record amongst all the hard rap stuff, and it still hit. I love though the production. I think Tyler did a bunch of the production on there. Um, he, Sid did, he did, did some. He did none. Oh, he did none. So who he who produced none. on that one? You, well, you know. Well, I will say this about Frank. Frank was like a he's he's a typical industry plant where it's like he's on Def Jam. It's not cracking, so they're like, well, we're not going to put you out. And then he he makes it look like some wow, some mixtape internet thing just kind of clicked off, and then suddenly. I'm on Def Jam. Like Wale did that with Interscope. It's 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 a it's a trick. So Nostalgia Ultra has no fucking <laughs> Tyler Beats, bro. That shit was done. That shit was way done. So anyway, I'm sorry. Sorry, wait, burst your ball. I have it on vinyl. It's from from Italy. It's a great record still. Um, cool. Okay, Alaska. Any any ideas on Frank Ocean? I mean, I don't really like him that much, but he's had a big enough career that he should be number two. To be quite honest, I mean, the dude dude has a huge career, right? If if you're ranking Solid. it based on the shit, like he's number two. There's no question about it. Like it's not even close. Nobody nobody else is close to him as far as what they've done. Um, people love him. He's fucking critically. He's still take Lou out of time out jail. He's, he's, a, he's oh wait, I, I put he's ass to, himself. You can you can unmute. I, I put the I hit the thing saying ask to unmute. Oh, oh he, he's I thought, back. He's I back. was I thought I, I, it's his first podcast. Give him a fucking ass. break. Give him a you fucking need to break. Ask if you want to unmute. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, this uh, dude's got like Grammys. He's got all sorts of shit. So of course he's number two. Um, Damn, I I would yeah. recommend everyone. Listen, that's the same reason I picked Sid. I think so. Fair enough. Yeah, I would recommend everybody listen to Ursula Rucker on the Next Movement podcast. Talk about why she loves Channel Orange more than anything. She was oh, like, wow, that's, oh, that's like that, that happened. Yes, oh, last year she was oh, like, wow. yo, she's like Frank Ocean makes. Her. She's like his shit is sexy. That that shit makes me do shit when I listen to this motherfucker. I'm like, correct. So Frank Ocean is my what number does it make one. you do see. I get I get I get kind of sexy around the house, you know. I mean, I I, 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 I don't put the I don't put the like on, 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 on a peanut butter. Costume. Yeah, like I don't I don't put the peanut butter lid all the way on. I just I just kind of toss it, in the, you know. what I mean, in the pantry. <laughs> I just leave well. Dust, dust, dust with like you know I mean? on the short drugs. shorts on. <laughs> yeah, the the, 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 the dice up on top to dust the shelves. On all the lights in the house, he turns the dimmer switch half down, not all the way. Just oh, it's 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 very dim. It's very dim. The the Dyson doesn't get automatically charged. I might just put it on the wall real quick when Frank's on. No, I'm just saying. Like, I also I think, like that that Frank got into a fight and didn't he beat up uh, what the fuck is his name, Chris Brown? Damn, oh yeah, he will. He will Chris Brown's ass. Yeah, he will Chris Brown's ass because he was talking shit about James Fontenroy, who's one of my most important. I love Fontenroy. 
Yep. Cocaine 80s, baby. Ooh, cocaine AIDS forever. So see, um, we could hire him, can't we? We could hire him. No, we no, no, no. Why? We can't afford no fucking days following. He writes for Beyonce. I'm definitely down with anybody whooping Chris Brown's ass. Yes. So um, oh no, it says Chris Brown beat up Frank Ocean. Well, well then I mean in in the shit that you know, I know it's his verse in the song with uh with Earl on um Doris, he talks about like he's like you whooped my ass while I was your lip bloody. Um, okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's rap, like Chris right? Brown and three dudes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um there's there's like a police report Brown. video on TMZ of apparently of the aftermath. Um oh, yeah. Frank did let, body Earl in that song though. He, he crushed it. Going, let me say this yeah. about Frank. As much as I love Earl, but I'm sorry, I'm gonna stop talking. No, it's no doubt. Keep <laughs> <laughs> talking, man. Talk your shit. I'm about to- <laughs> Frank Frank is like I mentioned D'Angelo D'Angelo earlier. When I listened to D'Angelo in the moment, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like this when he made like "Shit Damn Motherfucker," when he made <laughs> Spanish Joint Africa, when he was making them songs in the moment on Brown Sugar and Voodoo, I was like, "This is a different wave of R&B." Like I love R&B, I love soul music, but when I heard those songs, those albums, I was like, "This dude's separate." Like, this is not Montel Jordan. This is not Jade. Like, this is not SWV. This is like its own world. When I heard Frank hit with Nostalgia Ultra, I'm like, this is not Neo. This is not Chris Brown. This is not Tank. This is not any of that shit. Like, this man, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, this is his writing is so specific just to him even like on watch the throne what's a king to a god what's a god to yeah, a king? God, I love yeah, you. what's a god to a non-believer no yeah. church in the wild like that shit is crazy dog and then he's got the other song um sweet brother marvin sweet brother malcolm yeah. sweet jesus yeah. only in america like his shit is like so tender to me like even wolves on life of pablo where it's just like they added one song of just Frank Ocean singing over a guitar. I'm like, that's the best yeah. part of this fucking album is Frank Ocean yeah. singing that shit. So his voice is like very tender and vulnerable. But then the writing is like hyper personal. Even mm-hmm. on Nostalgia Ultra, he talks about like being at Coachella and seeing Jay-Z and Z Trip and Coldplay and high as shit on drugs with a girl. Like he just has a different perspective, I think is really fascinating. And to me, he is a new D'Angelo where it's like, he's only going to come out when he wants to come out. But when he comes out, it's like, this is the shit you're going to talk about for the next six years. My one album. You know what I mean? So like, I think this motherfucker is three for three. Like blonde's my least favorite. And blonde is like, blonde's got Nikes on it, bro. Like, I don't know what to say. Like Nikes is (laughs) fucking perfect song, bro. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like he's just so singular, like pyramids, um, fucking thinking about you, crack rock, you know, like this dude the is second just, album. What's the second album? Channel Orange. That's what I'm talking about. But like, he Called just nostalgic ultras. Yeah, and then I have that. I mean, it's just and that shit is all like Jack Beach and like MGMT and Coldplay and the Eagles. But right. he made them shit sound like he discovered it for the first time. So I think he's like the best thing to come out of that because it's like he's the personification of that outside of rap outside of and like we talk about Sid we talk about Tyler to me Frank is like the artiste you know what I mean like mm-hmm. everyone else we said is incredible 
They're all super. That's the dopest thing about our future. All these motherfuckers we listed are really nasty. Earl, Haji, Damo, however we rank them, these motherfuckers like by themselves have ill careers. Like as if, if our future never existed, we'd be, we'd be like, whoa, who the fuck is this person? Wow. But to me, Frank is like the pinnacle. Like he's mm-hmm. he's doing shit. And because he's not prolific in that way, it's like I go back to him more. So that's why he was my number one. Anybody else want to add? Anybody else want to add to the Frank Ocean diatribe? No. No. All right, that's why he's number one for me. And should have been number one to me. All right. Um, I think we're done. We try to keep it short. I think we did it. We did it. We try to keep it short, but we did what, you know we normally do. We had to curse oh, each other out man. several times. It was great. Two yes. hours did pass. That's crazy. I mean, you know, we kept it under two hours when you uh when you edit out the shakes and stuff like that. And then and I know that's not oh, that's fair. But we but I do in Zilla those I you know I I love when we can get that one hour, fifteen minute episode in. Those are great for me. Yeah, those are good um, for well, I think everybody. We're, we're all especially the listeners. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all adults. We're adults. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, I listen to shit. They don't skip. They listen to the whole thing. They, mm-hmm. they, they told me as much. They don't yeah. not skip through. They don't skim. They actually listen to the whole thing. So we appreciate that, listeners. We do appreciate that. Was that was my segue into y'all. We appreciate mm-hmm. our patrons. We appreciate the new patrons that came on board as of part them. of the uh, fundraising campaign to help me out mm-hmm. and continue in my time of need. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go into it too much, but we are doing a fundraising campaign. To help me get a portable rig so I can record at home while I'm recovering from my bionic hits that I recently got um, installed. We'll cybernetics, cash the, don't, um, don't be shy. Cybernetics. You're getting cybernetics. The T1000. We'll put the details in the X-Force. X-Force. And T1 and X-Force. And and the the I'll put the details in uh, the description. Yes. Um, so I've, I've become <laughs> forged in my, in my pastime, and now I have one robotic leg and another leg made up of spare parts of Bastet's career. So I listened to Cold Vein for the first time this week. That album is Wow. Amazing. Yeah, wow. dude. I love okay, it. Go, yeah, dude. I, I mean, I've always, at, I didn't get it at first when I was into Aesop Rock and shit. So I was like, like, I loved Iron Galaxy because I was, I played Tony Hawk's Underground so much. But like, I went through it for the first time the, today. And just the, the textures of that album are so amazing. And that's, that's all incredible. I have to we, say. We all we understand we are super envious of you because anybody that has to experience Cannibal Ox COVID for the first time, we can't go back to our first time. No, you can't. So, <laughs> you can't. Portal goes bananas on that record. Yeah, man. This is an incredible portal the, the, performance. He never, he never has like a regular pocket. Trapped Never. in a rap cell, trying to escape hell. Now I was in a cell, trying to escape it. Three syllable parallel, parallel, yeah. yeah, like trapped in the belly of the beast, trapped in the vein, cold, trying to escape. Like, whole album, three syllables, whole album, whole moment, whole moment, whole moment. Rap soul in your head, trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Oh my god! That, so dude, right, I finally. What did, you think oh. of, um, what did you think of Alaska's verse on the album? Shit, that was album. Adams. Yeah, this yes. motherfucker here on the show. He's right. I, I gotta re-listen. I'm sorry. I gotta re-listen. Okay. I, know, I gotta re-listen. I know. I just, I, that's why I said it because some people go listen to that verse again. It's one of yeah. I'm, I'm the first one on Adams. That's yeah, sick, like dude. One of his, um, that's fucking apop- sick. Apop- 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 
Yeah, Wait, that's I'm gonna write this pop shit, a pop apocalypse. Yeah. That's fucking All right, nuts. y'all. I always fast forward to that verse. I'm gonna keep it a buck. No, I'm just kidding. Thank- <laughs> no, shit, I do. I feel weird listening yeah, to it. I'm not even gonna lie. I hear, I hear all the flaws in it. Ugh, typical artist. I know. I have no acceptance, but there was a long time where I was like, I can't listen to that shit. We want to thank all the new Patreon patrons that have joined our Patreon. Ones that have joined as part of the fundraising campaign and ones that have just joined out of curiosity and word of mouth. And Boom. you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on, we have YouTube channels, I, um, iTunes, all those good things. Call our culture. We the best. That's our new phrase. We the we best. The best. We Another the best. one. And you're hearing it from the most dangerous man in podcasting, and Curly Castro himself. On behalf of Villa Rocker, Alaska, and our wonderful guest, Love Ulysses, aka Louis. Louis say. Tang. Exactly. Exactly. That's where the Wolf Gang is. You see that? Yep. Exactly. Well they had they hired the same publicist as Wu Tang, so it wasn't fucking coincidence. <laughs> Alright, y'all, everybody be safe out there. Trust me, because I'm, you know. Finding them, they can come a dime a dozen. It takes a while. Okay. Be safe out there in the street, people. All right, peace. Later.